Hello and welcome to episode 8 of your parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. Uh, It's been a long one. I do apologize for the podcast being late. It's been a pretty exhausting few days. I know I usually record and put it out on Sunday nights. Been been worn out. Saturday we uh, took the kids to Disney. I spent the whole day at the Magic Kingdom. It was uh, probably one of the most perfect days that we've had in a long time. And the uh, you know the kids were, were behaved. Yeah, I'll say like ninety five percent. I mean, because they're kids. Yeah, we had such a great time. Because we had only ever really been. Um, I think when Grayson was maybe two, two and a half, three, we uh, took him to the Animal Kingdom. And that was when uh, Cynthia was still pregnant with Logan. I think that's the only real Disney besides, I mean, going camping at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, we've done that a few times. As far as the actual Disney parks, yeah, it was the first time that you know, we've gone with all the kids. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really awesome. I've forgotten how much fun Disney can be. A lot of the... Uh, Floridians, you know, the natives, either you kind of love it or you hate it. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't love it enough to have my own shrine to the rat. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not going to knock it. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was such a good time. Did the, uh, the Tomorrowland thing with the little people mover. Man, Isaiah freaked the fuck out. Everything seemed to be going great on that one. It's that little, little mini train, you know, that takes you around the Tomorrowland and talks about it. And you know, that was cool. We did the Buzz Lightyear thing, and uh, everybody, you know, was proud of their scores. You know, my wife was like, "Oh, I got you know two thousand five hundred and." You know, other parts of the you know family members that came with us are like, oh, I got 2,000, I got 3,000. And then I end up with 81,500. And at first, you know, Cynthia saw me racking up the score because it was me and her and Isaiah in one of the little pods. And, uh, you know, the kids were with other family members in other pods. And at first she was just, oh, you know, your machine must be broken. It's like, listen, I got a long history of video games. You know, when it comes to, like, video games, especially the shooting ones, I'm an elite soldier. I've taken out terrorists, zombies, monsters, you know, all kinds of shit. None of them stood a chance. You think I was going to be stopped by some, some cartoon aliens, the evil Emperor Zerg? Come on. Let's get real. Yeah, and I say get real, because I'm a 90s kid. But the uh, the Disney was, it was really fun. I mean, we even did the, uh, the It's a Small World ride. Which, you know, thankfully that song doesn't seem to have the ability to 
get stuck in my head for a fucking week anymore. So we have to get in the boat there and have the song over and over while we ride through and look at all the various uh, racial stereotypes represented by all the little countries. So that was nice. We, uh, what else did we do? Oh, we did this little river, river cruise, jungle cruise, river jungle cruise. And, uh, I mean, it was, you know, it was a little corny. I mean, obviously it's more for kids. And the person, you know, pretending to steer the boat. Um, you know, she was totally full of, you know, dad jokes. But, you know, so am I. So I guess it worked out. And we, uh, yeah, and after the Buzz Lightyear thing, of course, we go out the. Uh, they had all the toys in the little gift shop. And I had to, you know, sacrifice a car payment to get the kids a couple of toys. But I mean, they ask for little toys all the time because they're kids. But it's just the way they wanted these toys was a different, you know. And plus, it's like, how often are we going to go to Disney? You know, we are one of those annual pass holders. I guess we're a little too lofalutin for them. But, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, what else we did? We did the river cruise. I wonder if we did something else. Fuck, I don't even remember. But we were there for the whole day. But I had this, uh, I think it's called the pineapple float. Where it's like some pineapple with vanilla flavored frozen yogurt. Or froyo, if you're a 90s kid. They kind of swirl it up and then plop it in some pineapple juice. That was uh, that was pretty amazing. And then at the end, uh, we I thought we were gonna see. Oh, that's what else we did. We did the uh, they had this little Monsters Inc. Um, almost like an interactive show, where the instead of being a stage with people in the suits, it was uh, like the you know computer generated stuff. But they did it in such a way where. You know, they can speak and interact with the audience and they would have these monitors up there. And, you know, they'd, they'd show somebody in the audience and then somebody would run over and ask them a question. You know, and they would kind of tell jokes back and forth with the audience. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. You know, I thought it was, uh, you know, it was pretty funny. I mean, obviously they, the jokes weren't too sophisticated. I mean, they wanted to appeal to all audiences. And for some fucking reason, and I need to look it up, but I'm lazy. There were so many people that were dressed in this like 20s and 30s uh, like style outfits. And not even like in like a steampunk kind of thing, but I'm talking like the full you know 1920s flapper dresses. You know the I didn't see any zoot suits, but you know the guys having like the you know the old fashioned. You know, suits, I don't know if there's some kind of event, because it wasn't just a few. I mean, it was literally hundreds, you know, people that were dressed up like that. So I don't know if there's some kind of, you know, weird, you know, throwback party that I wasn't privy to. Because I think it'd be cool. I would love to have uh, me and Cynthia dress up in those old-fashioned clothes and go to some fancy engagement where I'd drink with my pinky up. But, uh, yeah, the monster show was really cool. Um, and we did the, uh, uh, what is the name of it? It's like Mickey's 
Philhar Magic, I want to say. And it's like a little take on the Fantasia thing. That was a 3D show. Um, thankfully, the 3D this time didn't make me nauseous. Maybe because it was a shorter show. But it was cute. Yeah, they. It's almost like a variation of the Disney on Ice where they have little chunks of, of a handful of their popular movies. Uh, but that was really cool. And then at the end, we were... Um, it looked like it was going to be this Mickey show, was what we thought. There's something like the Mickey something theater. And uh, Cynthia at first was like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be Mickey's house. And you go in there and maybe you'll see Mickey or something. And I was kind of half paying attention. I was exhausted by this point. But it was like, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure the kids will love it. So we're waiting in this line. And uh, we go inside. There's like a, a couple of lines. One line and there's like a sign that says Tinkerbell. The other one says Mickey. And for some reason, I'm still thinking it's some kind of show. And after a little while, I notice the line's moving just little by little. And this is like the last thing we were going to do. We were going to do that. We are going to go home. You know, it was getting dark, getting late. And uh, I realized it kind of dawns on me. It's like if it was, this were a show, they would just kind of let us all in at one time. You know, instead of this little staggered movement. And we realized that we're actually going to go in and take pictures with Mickey. And then once, you know, once I realized that me and Saint, they didn't really say too much to the kids. They might have mentioned it once or twice, but they you know, didn't really get it too much until we got into the little, you know, anteroom right before you go see him. And uh, yeah, thankfully we got some, some good pictures. Because I mean, my kids just went nuts. I mean, Logan was just bouncing on his feet. And you know, as soon as he saw you, almost couldn't wait for his turn. You know, and as soon as they, uh, they said, okay, it's your turn. I mean, they both just ran up and gave him this big hug. It was one of those, you know, super proud, corny uh, dad moments. Speaking of corny, I saw a lot of families with like those, those themed like shirts. And I used to make fun of that shit growing up, and it's like, you know, they'd all be dressed like minions or something like that, or they'd all have, you know, mama bear, papa bear, and then like the baby bears, and they used to like show a lot of disdain for that shit, and now it's like that my secret, or not so secret, you know, corny nerd dad side would really love to do that shit. Dress all up as superheroes or whatever. Yeah, I know the kids would love that. I mean, now we got this, uh, what I've always wanted to do once, you know, because the kids love dressing up. So now we just got this big box of random costumes. You know, my uh, lovely wife had the smart idea of you know, waiting till right after Halloween when all those costumes and random costume pieces were on clearance at all these stores. And we went and just you know, bought a whole bunch of them and threw them in this big box and now they're like you know, Ninja Turtle, pirate, superheroes, you know, all, kinds of, all kinds of shit. And they love all the little you know, accessories that go with it. But the uh, yeah the Disney was was great. Oh, and the weather the weather was beautiful. Finally, Florida. I wait for it all year. When it you know, gets down to maybe below ninety degrees. I mean the weather. I mean it. You know we even brought jackets to Disney, and I think we used them. You know maybe half an hour, if that. Because then it warmed up, and not unbearable. Usually, you know, that unbearable heat that's oppressive. You know, this was, I mean, it was still kind of hot, but it was just, we can stand. All you had to do was just find some shade. You were good. You know, there's a nice cool breeze. You know, this is my, my favorite time of year. 
That's one thing I do miss about North Carolina. You know, the weather up there was was you know pretty beautiful. And then uh, you know, in Florida, thankfully, most of the bugs will will disappear for you know, maybe a month. But you know, it's nice to be able to go outside, you know, play with the kids without worrying about you know having a fucking stroke and chasing around a soccer ball with them. And even them, I mean, these poor kids, it's like they're running around for 10 minutes and, like, their faces are just purple and they're all wheezing. and You know, it's like, and they're not even fat kids like I was. <laughs> yeah, my kids, you know, eat like black holes and they're skinny as shit. I mean, it's just, you know, you take them outside, you try to get them to run around and get some sunlight, some fresh air, and, and you better hope wherever you are has some shade. They end up, you know, looking like one giant melanoma by the time they finish kindergarten. But Florida still has its share of, of winter bugs. It's like the fucking spiders. They never seem to go away. I remember once, I think we were living in Claremont at the time. I know uh, I know Logan was still a baby, but uh, Cynthia had done something like gone out to the car to get something and she was like, oh, this looks like there's a bunch of ants on the car seat. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. In that area where we lived, yeah, that house in particular had a, a bad problem with those little black ants. They would just get everywhere. And those little, I don't know, you know, call them sugar ants, the black ants, they don't really bite you. And they're dumb as shit. We had a line of them come in through like a dining room window make a big line across the floor, then up the dining room table. Couldn't figure out how to get into the big bowl of fucking fruit. But uh, anyway, you know, she was like, oh, there's, you know, there's mats in the car seat because, you know, the kids, they eat the crackers and the candy and they get the crumbs everywhere. So I was like, okay, I told her I was going out anyway. I'll stop at the gas station. I'll use that little vacuum, get the car seat, the, the you know, pull the pieces out of the car seat. And, uh, you know, this was during the summer. I remember being, you know, the blistering, oppressive heat. And, uh, you know, I'm at the gas station. It was a racetrack. And, you know, first I'm just kind of just, you know, I'm brushing the ants out. And it's just like this, you know, they're everywhere. I'm trying to get all the little cracker bits and, you know, flicking the ants off. And I'm starting to pull the pieces off. And then, uh, you know, it's like they're crawling on me and I can feel them, you know, everywhere. Thankfully, they don't bite. And uh, you know, I pull the back part of the seat off, and I see a rather large dead spider. And kind of like semi-attached to it, I see a mushed egg sack. And then I you know, come out of the shade of the car and hold my arm up to the light. And these aren't little black ants. These are baby spiders. So, I'll repeat that. I was covered in fucking spiders. For anyone who doesn't know me, this is my nightmare. This is what'll make me wake up screaming, you know, every other month until I die. And now when I, when I realize this, this, I'll admit it wasn't my manliest reaction. And I'm sure from a distance it looked like Freddy Krueger was killing me, but no one else could see him. As I freaked the fuck out, and yeah, I remember calling Cynthia. 
it wasn't ants, it was fucking spiders. You know, freaking out on the phone. No, it's ants, it's ants. She still, I think it's still, to this day, will insist that it was ants. It's like, listen, I know what ants look like. I saw the dead mama spider with the mushed egg sack. Thank God, you know, my you know, child never got bit. You better believe I took, you know, the whole back seat of that car apart, took the car seat apart, sprayed everything down. You know, soaked that shit in bug spray, which then had to be soaked in Febreze so I didn't poison my child. But yeah, that was, uh, that was fucking terrifying. And I'm sure to this day, if you ask Cynthia about it, she'll have a little giggle. But, uh... So yeah, the, uh, and I, oh god, I can still, I can picture it, it's like, I remember, it's like, you know, because when I thought there were little, little, little black ants, you know, it's like they're relatively harmless, but it's like now, it's like, oh my god, what if one, you know, crawls in my ear, you know, like fucking Chekhov in the Wrath of Khan, and all of a sudden I got, you know, spiders in my blood. Oh god. Like, just think about it now. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies. And I remember when, before I realized it was spiders, when I was sitting there just cleaning out the car anyway because there was trash and crumbs. And I mean, it's, you know, it's like 100 fucking degrees. You know, I'm dripping with sweat. And then, of course, you know, some asshole comes walking by. Hey, man, it's hot enough for you. I just wanted to say, no, you fucking hick. I'm still waiting for summer. It's like there's heat waves coming off my face. It's like, of course it's fucking hot. It's like those people that when I say, oh, it's, you know, stay at the tent, and they're like, yep, all day. Always some asshole. <sighs> and Sunday, you know, the day after the Disney... Sorry to jump around. I know this this episode's all over the place. My brain's all over the place. Because we're also trying to to buy a house. I'm not going to give you all the details too much. Because I don't want any of you assholes showing up there. All, you know, seven people to listen to my podcast. But it's been an arduous process. And they dig up like every little thing that's ever been in your past. And it's like they want to know where every dollar you've ever had comes from. It's like, hey, remember in 2004 when you found that $20 bill in the parking lot? Where do you think that came from? Can you provide some kind of provenance for that income? And it's just, I understand they're doing their jobs and it's, you know, a big investment. You're not just buying, you know, a pair of shoes. But at the same time, it's like, fuck with the fucking paperwork. And thankfully, Cynthia's handled probably 95% of it. So maybe I'm bitching for no reason. It's, uh, you know, because she's, she's good at that. You know, the budgeting and the paperwork. She's good at the, the immediate future and the long term. I can, I'm decent at long term. But she's good at planning, you know, any time between, like, next week and, and six months ahead. You know, I'm more like, you know, the here and now. I think that's why we, we fit together. It's like, what do you need right now? 
you know, what you need me to do for you, right? You need me to go get groceries. You need me to change the baby's diaper. You need me to do the dishes. It's like, what do you need at the moment? I got your back. And it's like, so we're, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, hopefully by Christmas, we'll be in the new house. And this will be a house that's being built, which means I don't have to worry about anyone's, you know, anyone's fucking ghosts or any kind of, you know, shit buried under the house. You know, it's an awesome neighborhood. This is our, our practical dream house. You know, and, and should we win the Powerball, you know, obviously I'll get one with like a fucking bowling alley in it and shit. But, you know, this is, you know, exactly what we need. And, uh, but it's just, it seems like every day, it's like we need a copy of this. You know, we need you to dig up this document. It's like, you know, you remember in seventh grade, that guy you high-fived in the hall for no reason? We need his name and the names of all of his family. It's like the craziest shit that you can think of that they need. And it's just... And granted, this process has happened for us a little faster than most people, maybe because we're first-time home buyers, So people are willing to, you know, help us out a little more as far as, like, paperwork and, and who knows what. But, you know, I, I honestly wish I could skip ahead to, like, six months from now. That way we have all of our shit in there. Everything's put away. Everything's decorated the way we want. We got our nice, you know, boring, safe routine in our new awesome house. Because it's, you know, I understand it's, it's an investment. But I don't really look at it like that. I think of it more of a, like an emotional investment, I guess. You know, for me, it's more important to, you know, for my, my kids to have somewhere they can grow up. You know, I don't want to be that family that moves every year, every other year. And sometimes that's that's what you got. I mean, sometimes that's, I guess you could say, your lot in life. You know, obviously every family's different. Some families are more fortunate than others. You know, thankfully we've been, you know, very lucky, very fortunate, blessed if you're a believer. So it's, you know, it's hard to complain, but I persevere. So hopefully, you know, we can spend Christmas in our new house. That would be nice. Especially now that we got that layaway bullshit sorted out. For those of you that have heard about it in previous episodes. But anyway, Sunday was just, uh, it was just exhausting. You know, all the good behavior that the kids had on Saturday, apparently that was it for the weekend. They just, they spent it all on that one day. You know, because Sunday was pretty rough. Yeah, we tried to, on the weekends, you know, because me and Cynthia both, you know, work full time. You know, we try on the weekends to, you know, each of us will, will get a day to sleep in and the other person will, you know, get up with the kids in the morning just to kind of recharge a little bit. You know, Sunday was, was Cynthia's recharge day, so I got up early with the kids. You know, they you know, give me a hard time most of the day. You know, she wanted to, you know, go out with her sister and do stuff, so I figured, you know, 
wasn't really planned, but it's like, you know, she needs to go out and recharge too. She needs to have time without the kids. Because I've said it before, you know, you can't miss him if you don't leave. So that was nice. You know, she got to spend time with, you know, her family, get some kid-free time. Because, man, sometimes you got to recharge those batteries. You know, because if, you know, I mean, you're working and you got, you know, the kids and then you have to maintain the household because the household never stops. And if you try to take a break from it, it punishes you. There's always laundry, there's always dishes, there's always meal prep, there's you know, always shit going on. And any chance you can take to delegate that to someone else, and not even in like a shitty boss kind of way, but I mean... You know, you can't be afraid to ask for help. can't be afraid to offer help you know, when you see that someone needs it. You know, and I know, you know Cynthia busts her ass, you know, working overtime and doing all the stuff with the house because she knows that my math skills will, you know, somehow make us homeless if left to my own algebraic devices. So she definitely deserved uh, some kid-free time. And I think next weekend... I'll probably take one of those days and have my own kid-free day. Because Isaiah, I'm oh, sorry, I had a little second puberty there. I guess it's too busy here. There's too many times trying to do the Mickey Mouse voice. It starts to stick. What's up, ladies? But, uh, for some reason, Isaiah, he's just... None of my kids were, were good sleepers. We'll put it that way. Especially their first couple of years. You know, and Isaiah, and he, he fooled us, you know, when he was between the months, probably months two and four, he would just sleep through the night. You know, we just kind of got spoiled, and now he's just up, you know, two, three, four, sometimes five times a night, and it's, you know, rarely is it just a pat on the head. You know, most time it's a full pit stop, it's a diaper change, there's a couple ounces of milk, it's, you know holding them and whispering a song and you know, getting them back to sleep. And, uh, you know, usually I have the uh, the night duty. And partially because I did nights for... work night shift for like 13 years. Man, that makes me sound so fucking old. But, uh... Every now and then, it's like, I'll go and sleep on the couch on the other end of the house... Just because, you know, I need a break from the baby every now and then because I still also work full time. And it's like when I'm running on, you know, yeah, I may get six hours of sleep in a night, but it's like they're not in a row. <laughs> you know, and I'm not always one of those people that can, like, be up for 10, 15 minutes and then just jump right back into bed and fall asleep. You know, especially because I'm such a light sleeper and apparently so is Isaiah. And that's the, and I may have mentioned before, on a previous episode, but that is the, the hardest part of parenthood. One of the hardest parts is the sleep deprivation. I know it'll eventually get better, but it's like, fuck. It's like, it reminds me when I first started working nights when I was 18, where you're just balls tired just for six months straight until you get used to the, the rhythm change. And now it's just, you know, and I love all my babies, but every now and then it's like, I want to like ship them to Alaska for a week just to catch up on sleep. And I know that, you know, 
obviously it's not their fault they're not doing this shit on purpose and they're not trying to wake up over and over and start crying so I don't really you know you don't really get mad at them per se but it's like it's frustrating you know it's like okay I gotta be up in three hours to go to work you know you've already been up three times I've already changed diapers and had to change the sheets one time when I didn't get to the diaper fast enough But, you know, then when you get them back to sleep and they're laying there all snuggling in your arms and it's like, okay, you know, I feel like an asshole now for getting upset. It kind of makes it all worth it. Well, that'll be the uh, the podcast for this week. Again, I apologize uh, for it being late. Yeah, I usually try to record on Sundays and have it posted the same day. I don't want people to think that I'm going to stop doing it. This is all I got, man. It's uh, my goal. I mean, if I can get to episode 10, maybe that'll be, you know, a little milestone. Especially because I've been getting a little more comfortable, you know, talking to myself. And I've, I belong to, you know, some podcasting groups on social media, and I follow a couple of Reddit threads. Or subreddits, I mean, of, uh, you know, podcasting. And that's usually the consensus. You know, usually if you make it to ten episodes, usually you can keep the show going. It becomes almost a habit at that point. I mean, right now, I guess it's still kind of a hobby. But uh, anyways, um, you know, that's the podcast. Send any funny parenting stories to yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. I'm hoping eventually to get my, you know, listeners into double digits. But uh, that's all for this week. And the plan is to record the next episode on Sunday. And depending on what kind of crazy-ass holiday weekend it is, I'm sure I can come up with some kind of funny story. And uh, have a good one. Talk to you in a week.